Wind uh, Potty Podcast Football. It is September 17th, The uh, going into the second week of the football season. Um, I am Dan, with me as always is Andy, and we had our Thursday night game last night, Giants at Washington football team. I had originally, I thought the Washington football team were going to win. Now the Giants had three and a half. The fo- Washington football team, which I hate keep having to say the name, they did win by one point, but the Giants covered. Um, Heineke looked a lot better than I thought he was going to. Yeah, former Houston Texans great, Taylor Heineke. Uh, I didn't know he did. He played with the Texans. <laughs> yeah, he was on a roster, and O'Brien cut him. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, looked, he looked really good. I expected him to be uh, – I expected him to regress. He looked decent last week when he had to come in mm-hmm. with, like, no notice and played pretty solid. Not amazing, but solid. I expected him to regress, you know, after people had a little tape on him and – figured out what they were going to do, but he did better. <laughs> he had a, uh, an, up until at the very end of the fourth quarter when he threw that pick, Yeah, he, he had like 135 <laughs> quarterback rating yeah. with like near, I mean, he was like, uh, something really high on the percentage. I can't remember, but the, over 300 yards passing already. It's like, my God, that's 34 for 46, 336 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and again that that pick was late in the game, and and oh man, that he was he was on fire for most of that game. And uh, the Giants have a pretty good defense. Their offense is awful, but they have a decent defense. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't think he would play that well, but good for him. That was another exciting Thursday night game. That's two in a row. Um, but yeah, I didn't unfortunately get my pick in in time. To be honest with you, I probably would have picked Washington football team as well. Yeah. Yeah. I it, I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure how they were going to be again with Heineke. Um, the Giants secondary is really good. So like we were talking before we started recording, I sat Terry McLaurin and I started Antonio Gibson because I thought, well, there's the, the Giants secondary is really good. To be fair though, their, their whole defense is really good, but I figured Gibson would at least get the lion's share of the work. And I wasn't sure if Heineke could distribute, but McLaurin 11 receptions for 170 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he, he, he balled out or his Gibson had 13 attempts, rushing attempts for 69 yards. And I don't think he... Yeah, yeah, two receptions for four yards. So, you know, Saquon Barkley was awful. I mean, he had a, he had a forty-one yard run, which is great. Uh, the rest of his carries were like twelve carries for sixteen yards or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was abysmal. Um, and I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, you and I both thought that the, you know, the Giants uh, O line would end up being pretty darn good by this year they just because they drafted so many rookies two years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if they're not working out or it's Saquon still hurt and you know what I mean? And, and they have him on a snap count, but uh, he's terrible. I think he's, <laughs> he's playing terrible. So yeah. they've got to get some improvement there for them to be able to compete later. Daniel Jones made some pretty decent throws and some, I mean, he had, he had a touchdown that was just dropped by the receiver and he had a 60 yard run for a touchdown that was called back due to a dumb penalty. So yeah, he, I mean, honestly, he played pretty darn well. Yeah, and he rushed. He still had nine rushes for ninety-five yards. He was the leading rusher on their team and got rushed for a touchdown. That, yeah, that's with a sixty-yard touchdown taken back. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's that's how well he played against the Washington football team defense. Yeah. I mean, that's so I got to give give him credit. He did pretty well, and with a running back that again, outside of that one run, was averaging like one point two yards a carry. So that's. That's very impressive altogether that he did that. Yeah, I stayed away from Saquon in fantasy this year just because I didn't. He's coming off a pretty bad injury, 
he had like his rookie year was amazing, but he kind of got worse and worse after that. And then that offensive line, you and I both thought they were going to be a lot better, but they just seem to be struggling. Like, they are not a good offensive line. I'm surprised by that. Uh, but let's get into the games that haven't happened yet. So first on the docket is Saints at the Panthers. The Panthers are getting three points. The over-under is 44.5. I have Panthers and over. Uh, the Saints have a good bit of their secondary injured. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson did not participate. Their center, Eric McCoy, did not participate in practice. Quan Alexander did not participate. Uh, same with Marcus Davenport. And then Marshawn Lattimore is coming back from an injury because I don't believe he played last week. Uh, but that Adepo, uh, Paulson Adepo, looked really good for him, <clears throat> the, the rookie corner. And they're getting uh, Bradley Roby back also. So he was a suspended week one. So he's oh, that's right. he'll be a big boost to the secondary. Yeah. Um, I don't blame you for taking Panthers here. I took Saints and over. Um, but uh, I, it's going to be the Jameis Winston we saw last week is probably not the Jameis Winston we'll see next week. Agreed. Or this week, I should say. Um, don't I mean, that was, I think, a bit of a fluke. <laughs> I think a bit of it was him playing out of his mind to prove he belonged there. I think uh, some of it was luck. I mean, there, there was a lot that went into last week. Panthers have a really good young defense. Um, they are young, so they can be exploited here and there. But overall, it's it's a pretty solid defense. But you also have Alvin Kamara. So, uh, you know, the good news, I think the Panthers match up really well because just think about the fact that they're able to practice against Christian McCaffrey all the time. <laughs> right, so they, so they're used to some somebody that's, that's that elite. I mean, they're one and two in the NFL in my book. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, I think uh, I think the Saints pull it off though because it's only three point spread. Um, I actually think it's probably exactly a three point game, but uh, yeah. but I think that uh, overall, I think the Saints defense is just solid enough that they're going to be able to smother the Panthers. Yeah, uh, by, by a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, it's close. I think it's going to be. A close game similar to what we saw last night from uh, the Giants and Washington football team. Uh, these are two good teams. The Panthers' defense is way better than people are getting credit for. The Falcons, they I are. don't think, are as bad as they looked last week. And I think they'll be – I mean, they're not going to be good. But the Panthers, I think, are going to be really, really good. And uh, going back to what you're saying about Jameis last week, he had 14 completions, five of which were touchdowns. That means that every time he threw a pass, 36% of that was going to be a touchdown. A hundred percent of the time is a touchdown. Thirty-six percent of the time. No, <laughs> so you just no, uh, no. <laughs> every time he does the football. No, every time he no, every time he threw the football, it had a thirty-six percent percent chance of becoming a touchdown. Oh my god, that was uh, yeah, that was that's obviously not going to happen. I mean, I think we joked about a few years ago. It was uh, Will Fuller at one point had like something nuts like 11 catches with eight touchdowns yeah <laughs> i mean that's not right but it was somewhere around that where like almost every time he caught the ball it went for a touchdown so uh yeah th those streaks don't continue and and that game was there was a lot of luck involved in that game the uh, it's odd because the the packers have a really good defense well they have a solid enough defense their their secondary is really good so i'm yeah i'm shocked they were able to do what they did you know I think we'll see more at Taysom Hill, though. I think there's going to be some wrinkles thrown in this week that weren't last week. And uh, it's going to be yeah, a little bit different of an offense than what people are expecting from the from the Saints. Yeah, because they really didn't have to show what their offense looked like. They were up so quickly, and the, the Packers had given up so fast that they really didn't have to show much. So I think they're actually yeah. going to be able to use their game plan this week. And I think this is actually be a pretty uh, interesting game. 
Yeah, it's a divisional matchup. It'll be good. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Texans at Browns. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this. Um, the yeah. Texans are getting yeah. 12 and a half. The over-under is 48. Uh, I have Browns and over. Or, I'm sorry, Browns and under. You have Browns and over. I think it's going to be under just because I think there'll be garbage time points, but I think the Browns are going to be so butthurt by losing that Chiefs game last week that they're going to they're going to have a statement game. They're going to let people know, no, we're here to play. And, uh, and they're going to pick on they're going to pick on the slow kid, basically, to, to prove their point. So I think they get up quick. I mean, I, I, 38-10 would have to be about what you think the score is and for them to go over. And I, I could see it being like 35-10, and I think what I think the final score ends up being. Uh, I strongly disagree on the 10. I, I don't think the Texans are nearly as good as people started hyping up after one win against the lowly Jags, but I also don't think they're nearly as bad as everybody tried to say they were going into the season. So I, I think they, they can easily put up 20 points. Uh, I do. And I, and not I against think, this defense. Yeah, I, I, I do. And, uh, and I think Tyrod is very uh, capable. I think his mobile, his mobility is going to be really good for the Texans. And I think that they've got some, uh, some history playing against them. They have plenty of former Browns on the Texans. Uh, I think they are, they're going to go in with a little bit of knowledge and still being the underdog. They're such an underdog that the Browns coach had saw how overconfident the Browns were all, all week and started posting, uh, uh, taping all over the locker room, uh, Texans 1-0, Browns 0-1, uh, to put a statement to the Browns like, yeah, keep getting cocky, but uh, but they won and you didn't. Yeah. Um, and uh, granted, the, the, the teams they played against were vastly different. But – uh, I think I think the Texans can put up twenty points easy. I think a touchdown and a field goal per oh. half is is well is well within their realm. I and uh, I think the Browns will will put up thirty though. I mean I think they're going to put a, they're more than thirty. I think they're going to really put on on them on the run game. I think they're going to continue to run the ball the second half because they won't be able to stop it. Uh, but <laughs> blessedly the second half will end a lot quicker uh, due to the, the clock bleeding. And I think yeah I think it ends up being over. Uh, and I think the Browns crush us. It's actually my lock of the week. Um, and on top of that, we added something this year, which I guess we're going to call confidence points. Yeah. Uh, where we're going to pick a game that's uh, one through five for our confidence points and add that up at the end of the week. I think this is really funny because you and I both have five our five confidence point game as this game. And yet, the game that we'll talk about later that's your lock only has two of your confidence points. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't. See, I guess we didn't talk about it. I just picked five games. I didn't give them, like, a ranking. I just, those are the five games that I picked that I think are the most solid. Because last year, we had, oh, to, pick, okay. we had to pick every single game. And that kind of makes it tough because there's some games I would not touch with a 10-foot pole. But this year, the ones that, like, I actually either put money down on or would be willing to put money down on where I feel the strongest. I had to pick, we have to pick five a week. The number is just one through five. Just those are my five. I didn't. It's gotcha. not an order of confidence. Okay. 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 Just because that would be so hard to quantify. I I'm going to end up doing the calculations at the end of the season, and I don't want to do it. Uh, I don't want to add any more tough stuff to it. So I just picked five five regular ones that uh are five ones that I feel the most confident about. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But we both we both picked this game that we are confident in. Um, but yeah, the, the Texans are going to lose. The Browns are going to win. It's going to be 35-10, 35-13, something like those, around there. Uh, let's move on to Bengals at Bears. So the First, Bengals, uh, hold on. Yeah. Bef- before we do that, mm-hmm. our one of our prop bets this week, we oh, always pick a, a Texans prop bet yeah. and then another team's prop bet. I gave you a prop bet this week of Texans over under 14 points. Okay. 
I'm gonna so you're going to have to pick that one. Yeah, I'm going to say under. All right. I like it. Okay. Easy money. <laughs> Bengals at Bears. Uh, so both the Bengals came out looking hot uh, last week. Granted, it was against the Vikings, so I think they're going to struggle this year. But their offense looked good. Their defense did not. I mean, as good as it can against that Vikings offensive line, which is terrible, which I think makes them look better than they actually are. Uh, Bengals are getting two and a half. The over-under is 45. I have Bears and over. You have Bears and under. I think the Bears have a good defense. I think Justin Fields, I think they would have announced it by now if he was going to start. I think, but if you're going to start him, now is the time. Just because right now is the is when they actually have a pretty easy slate of games going forward. Uh, they have the Bengals this week, which that defense is going to be very helpful. Uh, granted, they have the Browns next week. But then they have the Lions, the Raiders are going to be meh, the Packers are going to be a little tough, and they have the Bucks. then they have the 49ers, although I think the 49ers are not going to be very good, and the Steelers, and the Ravens, and back to the Lions. So I don't know if you're going to play him this year. I think this is the game to kind of build his confidence, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Uh, either way, Bears defense, I think, is going to give the Bengals a lot of issues. Yeah, uh, I think you could be right. Uh, well, I don't think you could be. I think you are right. <laughs> uh, I think that the uh, the receivers are pretty darn good for the Bengals. I mean, they're going to be able to get open even against good coverage. I just don't know that Burroughs is going to have the time to throw it that he needs, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be the real issue. And, and I mean, I, I will say, <laughs> uh, after spending all offseason bashing <laughs> the Bengals for not drafting a, and O-lineman Mixon uh, led the NFL in rushing yards last week behind that O-line. Yeah. That doesn't mean they couldn't have done even better if they had drafted one. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think they can win this one either. Uh, I find myself kind of rooting for Burroughs, even though I don't like the Bengals. I don't like the Bengals <laughs> organization. I think, yeah, I think they yeah, I don't justice either. to him. But, yeah, but I root for the but, Bears because I'm in Chicago. But that and I like sense. Justin but, Fields. But Zach Taylor, like he's hard to root against too. So like there's there's aspects of the Bungles that I that I find myself rooting for, as well as the fact that they're under underdog. But I just don't think they can pull this off. So I took Bears too. And just because Fields doesn't start, doesn't mean that he's not going to end up being the one that plays. Yeah. So I think we do see a lot more of them, even if it's just packages where they bring him out. There will be more than there were before. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah, you took the under. I'm starting to look at it. I'm starting to think the under might have been the way to go just because a Bears good defense and bad offense against a Bengals bad defense and good offense could kind of cancel each other out. I think you're going to be wise in taking the under on that one. Uh, Let's move on to Raiders at Steelers. The Raiders are getting five and a half. Uh, The over-under is 47. You and I, we finally won where we differ greatly. I have the Steelers and under. You have the Raiders and over. Uh, the Raiders' defense, I don't think, is good enough to stop a Steelers' offense. It was way better than I thought they were going to actually be. They played – who did Steelers play last week? I slipped my mind, but it was uh, – oh, the Bills. They played the Bills and yeah. won last week. That is not an easy feat. And uh, they kept the Bills to 16 points. Again, a very difficult feat. So I think the Steelers' defense is going to be very smothering against a Raiders team that won an emotional game in overtime – on Monday Night Football, I think they're going to come in a little bit sluggish, and they're going they're going to be playing in Pittsburgh, which is not easy. Uh, I think the Steelers keep the Raiders from scoring a, a lot, and so Steelers and under, I feel pretty confident about. Yeah, I'm really regretting this pick. 
Uh, the more I took time to really pay attention to it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I really didn't. It's not like me. I actually tend to tune into Steelers games and watch a little bit more of them. Yeah. Um, not not saying I'm a fan. I just tend to pay a little bit more attention. And I forgot they played the Bills and beat them last week. <laughs> I did forget that. Um, although I tend to throw week one of the NFL entirely kind of out the window as, as well as far as, you know, judging the rest of the season because there's always just fluke games in week one all over the place. You know what I mean? So um, it's still Josh you know, Aaron Rodgers, Bill's office. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is also not a three point team against the saints. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's just, that's just not what the NFL is. The <laughs> Texans are not an, a 40 plus point uh, team Un- offense. Undefeated and, yeah. Texans get it right. The undefeated Texans, yeah, and T. Law looked pretty darn good, but he's not going to throw three picks a game. So uh, it's just you know all that. Um, I think the Raiders are pretty Is solid. Is T. Law what we're though. calling Trevor Lawrence now? I did not realize that. Say that again. Is T. Law what we're calling Trevor Lawrence now? Apparently so. Yeah, that's mm. been all over ESPN, so I can't stop it. They keep forcing uh, stuff like that in Trey Area. I hate both of those. I hate both of those nicknames. Oh, I they hate the Trey Area. So it was like when they when Mahomes came out his second year and they kept trying to call him. What did they call him? Like prime, like prime time Mahomes or I don't know. They yeah, kept trying I, to I force it. They, yeah, it, it's these announcers. It's like they pick a they pick a name a nickname and they just try to force it down everyone's throat and it drives me nuts. Well, Trey area already backfired, too, because the big one was that it was going to be both Trey Lance and Trey Sermon were their top top picks and their, their stud quarterback and running back. And then Trey Sermon's not even making the active roster. Yeah. <laughs> and, then Trey, and then Trey Lance isn't even starting. So. I thought it was Trey uh, area because it was like Bay Area. Well, it, was, it is, but it's two trays. Oh, so they got, oh. they got, that's why it's the Trey area. Yeah, it's multiple trays. There were going to be, I mean, if, if the other Trey had been the D line, then they wouldn't have. That wouldn't have been a thing, but yeah. uh, being that it was going to be running back combo with with the uh, quarterback, but yeah, backfired. Uh, yeah, I'm taking, I'm leaving the Raiders because I put it there. Yeah, uh, I think their offense is better than I thought. Um, I think Rugs and Edwards, Edwards got better by the end of the game last week. Uh, Rugs just is a disappointment altogether. Am I wrong? I mean, that yeah, guy it's not looking great. Thought, it, yeah, I thought he was going to be something, but he's not. I I do think though that Hunter Renfro just continuously impresses me yep. he's he reminds me of cooper cup and not just because he's a slotty white guy that's but exactly why yeah. he reminds you of cooper, cooper cup don't lie to people that's exactly why he reminds me of cooper cup but uh you know what uh he's such a gym don't rat. feel bad about it don't feel bad about it he's he's great he's he's a really good receiver and uh i think that offense i think they're good enough to to put up a fight but yeah maybe what's the what's the point spread on this one we've got five, five and, and a half, half yeah. added to the raiders yeah eh, i'll I take still it. don't I, yeah i still don't that Steelers defense is gonna be smothered uh, yeah this year. I, i'd rather have 14 uh <laughs> yeah let's move on to bills at dolphins uh both are coming off losses i believe i know the bills lost did the dolphins lose to the dolphins won. they won that's right that was a close game dolphins yeah. Uh, in this one, the Dolphins are getting three points. The over-under is 47 and a half. Uh, you and I, simpatico on this one, both Bills and under. Uh, I, those are going to be two good defenses that are going to slug it out. Uh, I think the Bills are going to come out and win. They're feeling kind of foolish after the last game. I don't think the Dolphins have the offensive weapons. Well, they have the offensive weapons. They don't have the quarterback to uh, have a shootout with Josh Allen. So yeah, you, I just can't, you can't utilize those weapons. You yeah. don't have the arm to do it. I mean, they're also adding Will Fuller, don't forget, to their offense this week. So yeah. that's, that's going to be a huge 
boost to the to the overall passing game. And uh, you know, if he's well, yeah, he, he ended the season healthy. He was just a little roided up, so yeah. uh, he'll still he'll still be healthy. Hopefully, he hasn't lost thirty pounds of muscle mass due to the the lack of roids. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think like you said, the weapons are fantastic. He's got them all over the field, but he's just not good enough QB to use them. Um, you know, so uh, you could give me the most high tech computer in the world. It wouldn't matter. I'm just going to be playing Minesweeper. So uh, that's that's, <laughs> that's what's going to happen there. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I think the Bills win. I think it's a low scoring game. I think it's going to be like uh, I think it's going to be like 24 to seven, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Very close to what the Steelers Bills game was, 23 16, except I think the Bills come out on top on this one. Agreed. Uh, Rams at the Colts. The Colts are getting three and a half. The over-under is 48. 48. Uh, you and I both agree that the Rams are going to win and it's going to be over. The Rams, I that's I tell you what, that's my Super Bowl pick. I think they're going to make it in the NFC. Uh, we'll, I think it's going to be Rams-Bucks in the Super Bowl. Could be Rams-Chiefs, but I, I think it'll be Rams in the NFC. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. I think they're going to get... They're just going to get better as the season goes, too. Agreed. Like I, ju- I just think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Stafford, Stafford found his place. He found his happy place. Uh, he found the coach that will actually not use Detroit him. is his happy place, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, that's everybody's happy place, not Detroit. Uh, but people in Buffalo are like, thank God we're not in Detroit. <laughs> uh, so, this, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's uh, I really like Stafford there. Uh, I think he's he, he and Cup really have a connection already going. Mm-hmm. I was surprised he didn't use Robert Woods much. I think it was like two attempts that could, in his direction. That could be just because matchup. Yeah, they're playing the Bears, um, and it could because of that. Because that also they, Van Jefferson got like a sixty-yard touchdown right off the bat. They really didn't need to use him as much as the game went on. They could use uh, their run game a little bit more, and they just yeah. I, I would I wouldn't sleep on Robert Woods the rest of the season. I think he's still going to be dynamite, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I'll tell you, Sony Mitchell or Michelle mm-hmm. uh, is the one that I'm surprised they didn't use either. So they they, they traded for him. I thought that was a really good trade, um, considering how you know Cam Akers going down. Uh, Daryl Henderson was fine; he was pretty good. But once you're once you're when you're leading the way they were leading towards the end, I would have thrown Sony Michelle and just kind of see what he has in the offense. Yeah, I I think the reason they went out and got Sony Michelle is because they like Daryl Henderson, but he's had injury issues. <laughs> And you can't, you don't know how long he's going to make it in the season. So let go ahead and let Daryl Henderson do it. Let Sonny Michelle kind of get the the uh, the playbook down because a Sean McVay offense is not that can't be an easy thing to just walk into, even if you're just a you know. Even yeah, I would imagine, imagine that's pretty because difficult because they they yeah. like to involve the running backs in the pass game a lot. So uh, you didn't need them. They, they were winning fine. Daryl Henderson was doing a, a, an okay job. I don't think they're worried about it. Uh, the next game, you and I. Are, oh, oh, I don't remember writing this. Oh, yeah. Okay, 49, 49ers at Eagles. Uh, Eagles are getting three points. Over-under is 50. I have the Eagles and over. You have 49ers and under. I am That's because not, you are a fool. I am do not like the 49ers. They've got a good front seven, but their secondary is terrible. Uh, the one thing the Eagles do have is a good offensive line, and they've got some. now we see some good weapons. I was very much not in on Jalen Hurts going into the season, but I saw some like back shoulder passes that he had last game that surprised me quite a bit. Um, I think in the 49ers having played the Lions, that the Lions came back. 
I mean, the 49ers ended up winning, but the finals... Well, they took their foot off the gas big time. Though. Agreed, but 33-41. to 41, The thing is, once Jason Barrett got injured, the Lions were able... To, Jared Goff was able to throw all over them. That secondary is very, very bad. Going into the season, you and I talked about how bad they needed a, a, a cornerback, and they still haven't had that. They had Jason Barrett, 30-year-old, constantly injured Jason Barrett. Barrett uh, and now they're talking about maybe grabbing Richard Sherman off the couch. It's not a good secondary. And the Eagles, they've got a really good run game with Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. Keep an eye on Kenneth Gainwell. He's going to be the man if Sanders goes down, and maybe even not if. Um, but I think I think the Eagles are going to surprise some people here. I don't think the 49ers are as good as everyone thinks they are. Uh, I agree with you on the 49ers defense. I think they're, well, I'll t- say they're terrible. They're terrible. Uh, front, like you said, front seven, pretty solid. Secondary is just a disgrace. Uh, I think they'll play better than they did against the uh, the Lions, only because uh, I don't. I think they learned their lesson, not to take their foot off the gas. It is disturbing that they they lost Verrett. Who I mean, you had to expect that he's he's been on IR more seasons than he's played by by a long shot, uh, by triple. I think we looked up last week, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, six six to two, uh, and so I. They had to have. They should have had a backup plan. Is all I'm going with. And Richard Sherman would have been great off the couch if they'd brought him in on Monday. Uh, can't bring him in today for a Sunday game or tomorrow. Uh, there's no way he's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, um, he knows the defense. He played in it last year. Well, he played in a Robert Solid defense, but they have a different defense this year. Oh, yeah. uh, same team, but it's a different defensive coordinator. So there's going to be some scheme issues that are, that are different. Um, but uh, but overall, yeah. I mean, uh, they need to bring somebody in quickly. Uh, they're going to probably give up more than they should to the Eagles. The thing is, uh, I think the Eagles are trash, and they had a big week last week. <laughs> uh, so I don't think I don't think they're able to replicate. Um, I do like Gainwell. Uh, I do not like Hertz. Uh, Hertz had his Eagles first really good even, game I've ever seen him play. The Eagles don't even like week. Hertz at this point. They've tried to shop they what? him. The, the Eagles don't even like Hertz at this point. They've tried shopping him several times. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I think the 49ers win. I think it's under. Um, I think the 49ers are going to basically run the ball most of the game. Um, I know Ayuk is hungry to play, play better, and he's gonna he's gonna beg for the ball here, um, because you know he uh, they gave the ball to Debo Samuel, and then they they rated another guy above him on the depth chart, and the coach said, well, he's got to. Not only come back from his from his injury, but play better than him to prove that he can get his starting spot back. Yeah, um, I think he will. Um, but I think mainly they only need to run the ball and they just, you know, just keep it going all game. So yeah, I, I've got I got 49ers. All right, one thing to note, and people don't put enough emphasis on this: this is the 49ers going from the westest coast you can get to the eastest coast you can get for a noon game. So they're basically trying to get ready jet like for like a nine o'clock nine a.m. game. Yep. So this is true. Just so that's that. That's why I take the Eagles on this one. Uh, next is the Broncos at the Jags. The Jags are getting six points. The over/under is forty-five and a half. We both have Broncos and under on this one. I don't think we really need to go into it too much. Uh, Urban Meyer is over his skis as a coach in the NFL. The Broncos are set up to be. They're going to be a very good middle-of-the-road team. They've got a great defense. They've got great weapons. Granted, they lost Jerry Judy, but they were so stacked with weapons anyway that they'll still be okay. 
they've got a good run game. Melvin Gordon looked good. I think Javante Williams will end up being the guy by the end of the season. Uh, the offensive line, you and I feel very meh about. Granted, they looked good last week. And then Teddy Bridgewater is a very good game manager, and the Jags are going to be bad. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the Jags are going to be playing a better defense than they played last week. Um, still don't think there's three turnovers again. I think I'll learn a little bit from that. Um, I don't know. This is a much but, better defense. Do what? This is a much better defense that's going to bring a lot more exotic blitzes. It's a big <clears throat> Fangio defense with a lot better talent than the Texans who play a Tampa 2. Uh, absolutely. And but absolutely. we're having a lot but, of issues. Absolutely. But they, they he made a lot of mental mistakes that he won't make. His receivers made some mistakes that they won't make again. I, I, I'm not saying that they're a better – that they're not a better defense. They're they're definitely a better defense. I just he's not going to throw for more than three picks this game. I just don't. I think that's the that would be a big shocker. I, I think he'll clean up some of the mistakes, but they'll still get trounced. Um, so yeah, I picked what I picked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, Patriots at Jets. The Jets are getting five and a half. The over under is forty two. I have Patriots and under. You have Patriots and over. Uh, I think the Jets defense is still not too bad but they lost Makai Becton for at least half the season with the knee injury I still I don't know if we have a follow-up on that I'll have to look into it but I think the last I heard was that it was an MCL sprain uh yes but I don't you know which it, it still looked, missed a few weeks yeah it looked a lot more gruesome than that so uh it looks like he's yeah okay the rumor is Makai Becton to undergo surgery for for knee out four to eight weeks Oh, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, that's it's serious enough, but you can still come back in the season if it's an MCL, not an ACL. But even then, um, he, he's not going to – that's a big man to be putting a lot of weight on that. It's going to take him a long time to get – to go from yep. where he was. I think Zach Wilson's got a lot of talent, but it's going to be hard for him to show it when the best offensive lineman is a rookie, a uh, rookie left guard. Yeah, it's it's going to be and, – and it's very Tucker, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if they throw him in at left tackle. No, they were not drafted as a tackle. Uh, uh, well, he can play guard or tackle. The thing is, is he probably will have to play guard at first in the NFL. I don't think he's ready yeah. for left tackle. They've got George Fant at left tackle and Morgan Moses at Oof. right tackle. So it's, Oof. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Belichick is going to have a field day with him. Belichick loves playing rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, he has a phenomenal record against rookie quarterbacks uh so yeah i expect them to have a field day there and but they're vulnerable there so i think that the i think that the jets put up 14 points in the second half of, of you know what we'll call garbage time points mm-hmm. um but uh and maybe you know, there's a touchdown that or a couple field goals that happened in the first half but i think the patriots are going to step on the gas even though they are a pretty solid defense uh in new york a uh, young defense uh i think hunter henry and uh, what's our uh, what's the other uh, tight end that we really liked? Jonu Smith, Tennessee. Yeah, Jonu Smith. I almost said Benny Japru. Uh, Jonu Smith. That <laughs> is way different. Yeah, that's a very different tight end. Uh, I think that uh, yeah, they they start showing what they can do. Um, and uh, we got a little taste of it last week, but I think they're going to be used more heavily uh, this week. And then and then Damian Harris will will start taking over in the second half. Yeah. Um, really interested to see though if. Damian Harris gets the majority of the snaps I think he will. this week, and that's you know uh, because Patriots are known for not doing that, not letting the same running back lead the team in snaps one game after the next. So I think he's uh, the lead back, except for third down they put in James White because he's more of the receiving back. 
Which is, I think we saw some of that with uh, against the Dolphins last week, and I think they continue. Yeah, we did. Uh, I do want to say, we forgot to do this, uh, so some of your uh, five games that you picked was the Rams and over, and the 49ers and under. Uh, I forgot to mention those. And then we come to the next game, which is one of my five, uh, Vikings at Cardinals. The Vikings are getting three and a half. The over-under is 15 and a half. We both have Cardinals and over. Uh, the Vikings' offensive line is terrible. Their defense is terrible. The Cardinals, I think, are going to destroy uh, Kirk Cousins. I, I think that Thielen had a great game last week. Je- uh, Justin Jefferson, of course, is awesome. But I think they're, everyone's going to struggle against this Cardinals defense, which is way better, and leads us to our prop bet. They got... Chandler Jones got five sacks last week for a team total of six. The prop bet to you is Cardinals team sacks over or under four. Oof, man. Uh, Here's my thought process is that Chandler Jones will obviously not replicate what is like a historic game he had last week, of course. That's not a hot take. Uh, But I still think he's extremely good. I think J.J. Watt's going to have himself a day. Um, I think this is his coming out party because he kind of got – Eclipsed last week. Um, over under four as a team. Yeah. Oof. Man. Yeah, I like that line a lot. Yeah, that's a really good line. Uh, who? What are the odds? I, I I'm gonna go with over, but I am not confident at all. Okay. Delicious. Yeah, I th- I think it's gonna it's not gonna come from Chandler Jones necessarily. Maybe one from Chandler Jones. There's gonna be a couple from Watt. Be more team. From, yeah, I agree. Yeah, team based. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's really all we need to talk about, Vikings and Cardinals. Let's move on to Falcons at Bucks. So the Falcons are getting 12.5 points. The over-under is 52. We both have Bucks and under on this one. Uh, I think the Bucks, poor Falcons, they're going to have two rough rough weeks in a row. Uh, that Bucks defense is really good. They just let a lot of points last week because that, that Cowboys offense is a lot better than we thought. And so I think they're going to – I mean, the Bucks are going to win – and I think they're going to squash the Falcons. I think you, it seems like you kind of have the same feeling, and this is also another one of my confidence picks. Yeah, as it should be. <laughs> it should be. Uh, Brady's Brady's going to have a great day. Um, even their running backs will have a great day. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a blowout of a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that, that sums it up. Uh, next is the Titans at Seahawks. The Titans are getting 5.5. The over-under is 54. I have Seahawks and over. You have Seahawks and under. Um, I think the Titans offense plays a lot better this week than they did last week. Of course, that's a low bar. Um, but the defense, I don't I don't think they're going to play as well against Russell Wilson. I think that off, the Seahawks are going to go off again. Uh, and I think the Seahawks D is going to take a step back because last week, who did they play last week? Oh, my God, it feels like so long ago. The Colts. So the Colts... Um, they kept them to 16 points. I think the Colts were just rusty trying to figure out who they were. Uh, Wentz not being able to play all offseason, being a new quarterback. And then they threw up 28 points on a pretty good Colts defense. So I think the Seahawks win handily. Uh, the 5.5 doesn't scare me. But um, I think the Titans offense at least puts up a fight. And this is one of your confidence picks. Yeah, I mean, I think the Seahawks are, are definitely going to win. I, I think it's under. Um, I think the Titans' defense is a little bit better than the way they played last week. Uh, I think that the offense, I, I don't think they're going to have a huge game. Um, I didn't like what I saw from Tannehill at all. It's not so much 
Derrick Henry. He's he's always a monster. Um, but I think they'll be able to focus in on Henry. Uh, I think that's one of the run game is might be their only strength for the for the Seahawks defense. Julio Jones, I just don't believe in the guy anymore. I mean, I think he's always a threat. He's an he's an amazing receiver, but he's not going to get you more than 50, 60 yards. He's like when Andre Johnson was fading and actually joined the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, t- coaches just looked at him and said, "Look, you're going to be a fifty point a game, a fifty yard a game." Or yeah, Andre Johnson joined yeah. the, the Colts, not the Titans. Colts, oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is right. He did join the Colts, right? Um, but anyway, yeah, I I, I think that that's going to be kind of what happens again here i don't think that julio is going to be that huge of a threat i think aj brown will have a better game than he had last week uh but i think ultimately uh russ wilson can't be contained by the titans so i think the seahawks definitely win the game i have under i just don't think it's going to be i don't think it's going to be that exciting a game (laughs) i just I, i just don't think it will um are they playing in tennessee no they're playing in seattle in seattle Ooh, so that's going to be even rougher for the Titans' offense to get anything going. Yeah. Uh, Russ tends to put up major points in Seattle, though. Yeah. Um, so I'm not super confident on the under anymore, even but I definitely confident Seahawks win. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Cowboys at Chargers. I am looking forward to this one. I think this is going to be a really good game. So the Cowboys, it is. The Cowboys are getting three and a half. The over under is fifty five and a half. We both have Cowboys and over, although neither of us picked this as a confidence game. Um, you know what? The Cowboys are going to be fun to watch this year, as will the Chargers. Now, I think last week you didn't really get to see the Chargers. You didn't get to see what they're fully going to do. They had to go up against a really tough Washington football team defense. Um, they only put up 20, but they got the win. And uh, the Cowboys, I think you'll be able to see them against a defense that's you know, not as good as the Bucks. The Bucks have a really tough defense. So I think this is going to be a, an interesting game. My question is, does Amari Cooper continue to be the lead guy? Does it move to CeeDee Lamb? Yes. Uh, do the, does Ezekiel Elliott step up? Uh, you know, how is it? Is it going to be a different game script each each week? Or, I don't know, I, I don't think much of Mike McCarthy. I can see him just kind of running the same thing into the ground and defense is picking up on it about halfway <laughs> through the season. But uh, That's possible, but uh, I definitely think it stays Amari Cooper. Um, as far as, you know, total output, uh, it may be from huge chunks versus, you know, multiple passes to cd lamb but i think ultimately i think the last eight games where cooper and dak both played um cooper like leads the the targets by like a dramatic margin um and i don't think that changes um i do i am a little worried that uh the cowboys are going to be missing demarcus lawrence and randy gregory both their pass rushers uh this game so that that scares me a little bit they're 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 short-term injuries <clears throat> nothing major but they will miss this week so that's gonna that's gonna allow the chargers to put up some more points um but i think this is going to be just a straight up aerial battle and i think the cowboys outlast them uh i hate to say it but i think the cowboys offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year i think it's going to be exciting i said that going into the season um i think Dak has just gotten a lot better i think he's really matured as a quarterback I have a hard time rooting against him, even though I can't stand the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think he's going to be really fun to watch. I think the receivers are fantastic. I think Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, uh, a rota- rotating series, uh, worked really well for them. Because, yeah. because Pollard is really becoming a solid running back on his own. And Zeke is really good, but he's I think he's been overworked in the past. So... I think giving him that, you know, the breather every other series, I think that's going to be really good for that team overall. 
and was a good move. Because uh, that's a hard decision to make, to be the coach to say, we're going to bench Ezekiel Elliott every other series. Yeah. Um, but but Pollard can really play, and, and he's a threat receiving and running the ball. So uh, good for them for, for doing that. And then I think Dak really getting the um, – having the familiarity with, with two really solid tight ends now really uh, really adds to the threat of what he can do on the field because he can be deadly – short mid or or deep into the field so yeah i think uh overall cowboys win and uh i think the Chargers are really good though and keenan allen and mike williams are going to have huge games yeah yeah i agree uh yeah i was just looking at the cowboys injury report my god it is yeah randy gregory's out this is for an illness uh and he's in COVID 19 so he probably won't play sunday i think if you have the vaccine you can return faster than if you don't, but I don't know exactly what the uh, what the timeline. You just is have to have two negative tests in a row. Okay. If you have a vaccine. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, I think he'll be back quick. Okay. Lawrence is is an actual injury though. Yeah. But... He underwent surgery on Thursday. Um, Lyle yeah. Collins is out with a five game suspension. Uh, Michael Gallup uh, is on IR for his calf. We saw him go out last game. Um, yeah, Neville he's Gallimore a three is out for with an elbow injury. They got a lot. Tristan Hill's out. Yeah, they, they have a lot. But uh, Cedric Wilson really stepped up big time and he'll be a really good third receiver still. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Lyle Collins, which is big, but they also gained from IR or from whatever. I think IR yeah. this week. They got Zach Martin back. That's true. So that'll be big. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll kind of cancel each other out compared to what we saw last week in a way. Um but the defense, yeah, the defense is going to struggle. That, that's where I worry is their pass rush. So yeah. uh, there's not going to be a lot of one, which means Herbert could be more dangerous with those guys deep in, deep downfield. And um, I don't know. I, I wonder how much Eckler they're going to get him involved because he's such an explosive playmaker. But if this is a shootout, like you're not going to be able to run the ball nearly as much. So and he's coming. He's really, he has a he's a hamstring injury too, like that he's, he was messing with. Like he almost didn't play last week. So hamstrings don't just go away. I did want to point out something on the Cowboys defense that was a surprise. Trayvon Diggs, the cornerback they got last year in the second round, looks really good. He does. He does. That that pick looks like it really worked out. I I have to say, man, the Cowboys are doing a really good job drafting the last three years. Uh, Their their drafting has been on point. And – They've made some moves that were questionable at the time, but they're really panning out. They're they're building a team because of it. And uh, Trevon Diggs was one of the ones that was really, you know, like you talk confidence points. Everybody's like, yeah, he's a late first, early second, but could bust. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody was, would say it with confidence during yeah. the whole draft process. They're like, he could be really good or suck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's really worked out. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Chiefs at the Ravens. Uh, this is the Sunday night game. And this one is always, I don't, I guess it's just because it's Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes, but this is such a, I become kind of a fun rivalry, at least for the fans. I don't know if the players find it, but uh, Ravens getting three and a half, over under is 55. I have Chiefs and over, you have Chiefs and under. And I don't, blame you the over under i don't feel confident but of course the chiefs are going to win so we both made this our conf- one of our confidence picks this is your last one i have one more of course the monday night game and uh the ravens are just too beat up uh, um marlon humphrey is hurt uh ronnie stanley is still out uh and he's doubtful but they expect him to sit out that's that's huge that's your big time paid mm-hmm. left tackle 
Uh, Marquise Brown is injured. Devin DuVernay is injured. Of course, they don't have either of their, their starting running backs, J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards. Marcus Peters got placed on IR. Um, Justice Hill yeah, this is, is injured. This, I mean, this is a bad injury report for a team in Week 10. Yeah. Much less Week 2. This is nuts what's happening to the Ravens. And... Uh, this is Texans level. This is <laughs> this is so many injuries so quickly. And, and God, you, you know they wish they didn't trade Orlando Brown to the Chiefs right now uh, because he could be starting left tackle for him, yeah. uh, which is all he really wanted. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, Lamar Jackson is still dangerous uh, on uh, with his feet, and he looked a little bit better in the passing game last week. I definitely saw some some really great throws. Um, and he, and I have to say, I personally, I gained some respect for Lamar Jackson this year from what I had in, in previously is you're the only one here. Do what? You're the only one that was down on him. Uh, yeah, no, 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 I wouldn't. There was a lot of people that didn't respect his arm, uh, and his ability to throw the ball nearly as much as his ability to run. But uh, but when I heard about like some of the off season work, he really put into his, his passing game. I was just really impressed to see what all he did and how hard he worked. And, and uh, I think he'll he'll put up some points and do some damage that people wouldn't expect against the Chiefs, but there's no way they can keep up with that Chiefs offense uh, even, unless their defense was fully healthy, which they're not, and their, and their run game was there to slow down the pace of the entire game, then maybe, maybe they would have stood a chance. But three points is just way too little yeah. uh, for this game. I mean, if you gave them ten points, I'd still be on the fence. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so I, I think they lose by two touchdowns for sure. Fair enough. Ooh, ooh that's a lot. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, and the last one is not only like my last confidence pick, it is my stone cold lock of the week. The Lions at the Packers. Uh, Lions getting 11 <laughs> points won't be enough. Over under is 48. I have Packers and under. You have Packers and over. Um, the Packers are going to wallop these guys. I feel bad for the Lions. Uh, <laughs> they, they come, they're coming off that hard, hard very brutal loss against the Saints and Aaron Rodgers usually doesn't repeat that twice in a row and I think that defense is feeling very foolish so I think the if this was any other game during the middle of the you know just the middle of the regular season game I think the Lions it, it could be the over just because they get some garbage time points but I think the Packers are going to make a statement and really just beat the hell out of them and so I, I think it's going to end up being like 35 to 10 maybe yeah, I, I have a hard time disagreeing. I think it'll be over because I do think there's garbage time points. Uh, it's not because I think the Lions are going to go, you know, neck and neck and, and fight with them the whole game or anything like that. But I do think that they've got a couple stud running backs. <laughs> and TJ Hawkinson is a problem for any team. And uh, as much as I am low on Jared Goff, as, as low as you can be, uh, low on the Lions organization is as low as you can be like it's still the NFL and I never think that teams are like gonna be shut out game after game after game I'm like I'm like there's professional football players on both sides they're gonna score some points uh, I think that they've got some pretty I really like DeAndre Swift I think the dude is a stud mm -hmm. I think he's gonna be really good for them this week but overall yeah the, the Panther um, the Packers got punched in the mouth hard and uh, I don't think Rodgers is going to just take that line out. I think he's going to come back and play much harder, mainly because it's a divisional game. Um, 
I do think the Packers have it in them to lose a couple in a row, especially at the beginning of the season. It's, it's happened many times. But uh, I, you remember his famous relax speech uh, when they were like, what was it, like 0-4 or something like that, yeah. uh, or 1-5, and something crazy like that. And, of course, they did come back and make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, you know, so I do think he has it in him to lose a couple in a row. But because it's a divisional game, I think – and they know they can't lose one to the Lions. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna come in, and, and play extremely hard. And yeah, I think they put up. We're gonna see thirty-five points for sure. Yeah. From from Aaron Rodgers. At least. Um, the Lions losing their left tackle Taylor Taylor Decker last year put on IR for a finger. And then the biggest blow is their uh, I think fourth overall pick three years ago Jeff Akuda, who I know how yeah. Ohio State looked like he's gonna be awesome. We'll miss the remainder of the season after a ruptured Achilles. And usually guys like that, receivers, running back, secondary, you rupture an Achilles and you just never have the same the same explosiveness that you had before. Yeah, and that's your luck of the week. That's a, that's a good one to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely – it's definitely. I mean, 11 points is a lot, but but it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's not for yeah. these teams. I mean, yeah, it's uh, – I do want to say, though, this is this is interesting, uh, fun, fun fact because of the uh, – the total disrespect and, and lack of confidence for the Texans. Uh, the Browns uh, getting 12 and a half points is the biggest point spread they've ever had since 1995. Wow. I mean, but deservedly so, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, can you believe that? I mean, that's the – since 1995, that's the biggest point spread they've ever had. That's that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, good for them. We, we've been – we've rooted for the Browns for a long time just because – Yeah, not... yeah. They were our fellow uh, commiserators. Yeah. <laughs> we, we used to hang out in the dumpsters together, and so now it's, yeah, it's, it's left us behind. So um, that wraps up everything for this week. We'll be back on Monday to review all except for the Packers and Lions because why, why would we need to? Uh, so we will see you then. Have a great weekend.